0: well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
1: bye-bye oh, you're tripping i'm out of here anyway there? i'm gonna talk to all my freaks out there
2: I think I'm going to make that like a thing. Like maybe once a week we'll just throw a wrestling promo in at the end of the show. I don't know, we'll see. Top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified. Tomorrow Steve Stone's going to join me. I'm not sure how long of a show we have tomorrow. The Cubs are supposed to play a day game, which usually means the show's like 45 minutes, but I'm looking at the forecast, and it seems like you got 80% chance of rain. That means it's a 33 and a third percent chance of a full show. You got a three and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. Exactly. So we'll play it by ear. We'll see how tomorrow goes. Parkinson Spiegel have got you from now until 6. Hello, boys.
3: Hello, Lawrence. Yeah, not a great forecast for tomorrow because we live in a place that apparently doesn't see sun ever. It's raining again. Yep. (laughs)
2: Raining again. Shyattle uh, Chi- was in the house. My heart's at an
1: end. Shyattle, I like that.
3: That's an outrage. I
1: haven't heard that one.
2: It was a very pleasant
1: night at the ballpark, though. I got to tell you, good. It was cold, but everybody knew it was going to be cold. We all knew what we were doing when we put on our winter coats and headed to the game in May. But uh, people were in a good mood. You know, last
3: the, night's a reasonable night to go to the ballpark. It felt reasonable. Sure. Exactly right. Night before, not reasonable. Not, no. Not no. reasonable. No. Yeah. Someone in, in one last thing, Lawrence, asked, what sporting event would you be most willing to sit through the worst weather for? Which I thought was a good question. I answered Bears' NFC Championship game. Because Super Bowl's never going to be in a... I mean, obviously it could be, but... Overwhelmingly likely, it's not going to be in a bad weather situation. So I said Bears NFC Championship
1: game. It's a good answer. Um, although I know you, and unless you were in a suite, I don't think you'd go. Know. I'd do it. Are you I, really? I,
3: yeah, man. That's like a, that's for, it's it's a once in a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, well, it's happened once in my lifetime, and I I did not attend, but not because of weather. But yeah, uh, I think that's the answer. But for mo- I am going more and more in the direction of fair weather sporting event
2: attendance. <laughs>
1: right. Um. For, for, I mean, World Series game. For me, I've done it. I've done it, too. I've
2: done it, too. Yeah. yeah like,
1: done it, too. The one I went to in Boston with my dad and my brother was one of the colder baseball games I've ever sat all the way through, and I, I, there's
3: no way I would have left. Yeah. Game four of the World Series at Wrigley was, was very cold. That was a cold night. That was very cold. was there. What about you, Lawrence? Yeah, I,
2: I left Soldier Field after covering a Bears game and went over to 35th and Shields for the Canerco Grand Slam, and the weather was horrible.
1: I was there that night, too, man. That's a special, special night. I I was there covering for Sporting News Radio, uh, RIP, Sporting News Radio, by the way, and the the nine different things it became. Uh, Is it still something? It's still
2: becoming, actually, I (laughs) believe. Man. I think it's still a thing. It's quite a run. Sporting
3: (laughs) News Radio is still a thing? No,
2: whatever it is. Whatever it became is like a
1: thing. (sighs) Um, Hmm. Yeah, I I mean, it was one-on-one. Sports and then it was Sporting News when when I was there and then it became Yahoo and then it became
3: Sports Map. I don't know. Do we know Sports Map? <laughs> that's not a thing. You sports just... Map Radio Network has gone by the names SB Nation Radio, Yahoo Sports yes. Radio, Sporting yeah. News yes. Radio, and One on One Sports. Yes,
1: that's it. that's it. That's it.
3: But which one is it now?
1: Sports Map. <laughs> Those are just two words you took and put oh, together. I'm reading.
2: I'm reading <laughs> the it internet. Like sports. Map sports <laughs> <or they laughs> cleanser. Just go
3: with that sports cleanser. Uh,
1: sports coffee.
2: Sports map. No, t- t-
3: twenty twenty to present sports what, what, map. So sporting news radio two thousand one to twenty eleven. Uh, yeah, Yahoo Radio from twenty eleven to twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. SB Nation Radio twenty sixteen yeah. to twenty twenty. Yeah, and as of July twenty seventh of twenty twenty. Gao Media dropped the SB Nation brand in yeah. favor of its own Sports Map brand sure. as it felt the network no longer benefited from cross-branding and had lost operational control in well, the process.
1: anytime you can become Sports Map. What is the lineup at Sports <laughs> Map Radio? Well, oh. We're on there now. We're on there right now as a
3: matter of fact. Sports Map. Radio. Um, but too. But, mean, but yeah, Lawrence, true.
1: I was there that night and I've looked for this tape. I don't know where it is at at one point when that game ended, the Canerco Grand Slam game uh, with the Putsednik walk off, no fans left. Do you remember that? Nobody left. It just like the songs just kept playing. The DJ just kept spinning go go white Sox and, and 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 other songs and people just stayed there and cheered. And I just like stuck a microphone out the window of the auxiliary press box there down the left field line and just rolled on like two and a half minutes of Sox fans singing that I wish I had. I just it was can't just- find.
2: Just amazing. There are two times in that ballpark, or three, three times in that ballpark in particular that you go, man, those were, those were days to be there. One is Duque versus the Red Sox, oh. and I was there for that. Wow. Him, him pitching out of that jam, yep. which was amazing.
1: Bases loaded, nobody out. In the fifth,
2: was it? In the fifth inning. And he, he went in there and was a magician and got it done. Man. The, the, the World Series game that you're talking about and the blackout game. Like the blackout game, like I the way that they got that together and the way that White Sox fans were compliant. Like the White Sox were like, look, and, and remember what they had to get through to get to the blackout game, where it's like they had to play three different teams in the division on three consecutive days, and then they end up in 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 that blackout game. And the the, the, the White Sox were like, hey. We got a game. We want you here. Everyone wears black. That's it. <laughs> and and then everyone came there and Nobody was rocking it. and was compliant. And it was an amazing game where you have what Tommy with the home run, Griffey and, with the throw, and Griffey with the with the the assist from center field mm-hmm. to to win that game. Those three games are, are games that are kind of etched in my memory of being in that ballpark, and it's stuff that I'll probably never let go of. That's awesome.
3: Those are three awesome games. Yeah, crazy. Scott Farrell is on Sports Map Radio. <laughs> he's on the bench. I need a drink over here.
0: <laughs> Give me a beer.
3: <laughs> a, a show called "Just Saying It" with Cole Thompson. Oh yeah. Um, oh,
2: okay. So he's like, I'm just saying. I'm just and saying. It. Turn it into a thing. Uh,
3: yeah. yeah. Then uh okay. The Wake Up Call is hosted by Tony and Ron. No last names provided. Yeah. Uh, f- what time is that show?: That is uh, Four seven in the morning. seven a.m. <laughs> okay. And then Fred Nation <laughs> is hosted by Fred Fowler, Greg oh. Frank oh, and Dell
2: Owale. Why the rest of the guys don't have their name on I don't show? know. Because oh, it's, and then it, it's uh,
3: Fred Nation. That's why. It looks like oh. Scott Pharrell has two shows on this network. Oh, he has on floor, the bench. He's got Pharrell on the bench overnights, and then he has Pharrell coast to coast in the afternoon. Like butter and toast, oh, baby. You, you know what that means? That means he
1: does coast to coast, and then Pharrell on they the replay bench. <laughs> they re-rack Pharrell. Yeah, and then there's a show <laughs> called
3: Game Time Decisions with two gentlemen named Gabe and Cam. Mm.
2: Is it Gabe... Time or game time?
3: It is Gabe game time. time, and then Gabe and Cam. But you clearly have just been hired as the senior vice president <laughs> of marketing and promotions.
2: <laughs> Congratulations! Game time. Well <laughs> game done. Game time decision. Sports
3: Map Radio.
2: Thank you. I've been looking to get over there. Yeah. And now this was my hey man, way to get in.
1: You know, there's probably really good people.
3: I'm sure.
2: I've right, just never heard
1: there it. And, yeah. and dreaming of, of being in our business, and they are in our business, and they're probably making content. That they're proud of, I hope.
3: I, I, yeah, of course. I just, I, I mean, Fred
1: Nation. <laughs> I, I'm going to start tuning again to Fred Nation.
3: I, I just consider myself a pretty voracious consumer of the sports media industry, and I've never heard of you this. You know what's
1: funny is, like, I, sometimes I think of a moment on Howard Stern. I think it was like four years ago. He had Jerry Seinfeld on, or maybe three years ago, and they were talking about podcasts and, like, hey, Jerry, do you want to do a podcast? And Jerry said, "How much talking do we really need?" <laughs> Like how much talking?
3: That was three years ago. Yeah, we're pushing the limits. Yeah, we're trying to find out. By the way, breaking news on the
1: score is brought to you by the Beat the Streak podcast. Get an yeah. inside edge on how to win the five points. I $5. love
2: the Beat the Streak podcast. <laughs> I love it. I have you told was because Danny was on paternity leave. Did yeah. you tell him the David Ross story? I, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I came the,
3: that he couldn't believe that no one had got, that it's, are you effing crapping yeah, me, right. man? It's, it's harder to really? predict it's, it. To even even you
1: guys can't do it. Yeah. yeah. That, that whole thing. Yeah.
2: Uh, I, I, I love it. That's dope. Like that's a really. I, yeah.
1: Right. It's a genuine moment. Um, it, You know what? You know what? I got to tell you the best thing about hosting Beat the streak is that I am like, I am locked in like I was in junior high in terms of what happened last night in baseball, like with every team, every game, every offensive player, Um, And then what are the matchups today? Who's going against who? So, like, it's I I think it's making me smarter on Cubs and Sox, frankly, because that's what happens, right? If you actually follow the whole league like crazy. Imagine if we follow the NBA like crazy that voraciously, we'd be smarter talking bulls, theoretically. Maybe I wouldn't have picked him to beat the (laughs) Buccaneers. Imagine if
2: you had Nick Madrigal last night, and you're sitting there going, was that a hit? Uh Was it not a hit? Right. Was it a hit? Yeah. I'm not sure. Is it a hit? Are they going to score a hit? Yeah, it's a hit. I mean, it did t- he does the base running thing that he does.
1: Uh, did tell people that Jose Abreu was hitting five ninety one against Kyle Hendricks on his way into that game, and had seven home runs, tied with what
2: Canerco and Die for most in Wrigley Field history. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Like, and, and then I, he broke I, I that sit-
1: last night. Yeah,
2: Speaks. I was watching the game and I was sitting there wondering because and Benetti brought it up, and I am sitting there going, I wonder what Jose Abreu's is his career like. Does he just like hitting there? Or what his career could have been like, as great as it is, if he were a Cub. Because he seems to love, like, the, I don't know if it's the hitting background, but it plays to his strengths, too, that ballpark. I, I found myself going, man, he crushes over here. Like, he really likes to hit here. Yeah,
1: he really, really does like to hit there. And maybe it is that background. Um, speaking of the background... That's that's a tough place to play when there's no ivy on those uh, vines. Oh my god!
3: Ridiculous, man! It's an absurd it, thing. It really is. He ran into a brick wall. A solid
1: brick wall. Yeah. And he is oh. he has built himself like a brick crap house. Like that guy is. Yeah. He's it, a brick uh-huh. <laughs> and crap a house.
3: <laughs> but it, it is just like one of those things that we accept because it's charming it's tradition and charming, and, but it. It's really dumb, <laughs> right? That that's really stupid that we've got guys running twenty miles an hour to try to catch a baseball for our entertainment. Gotta know where you are. What you mean, where gotta you gotta are. Know, so what would, would an alligator moat be okay? <laughs> <laughs> would would a barbed wire fence be okay? What do you mean, gotta I mean, know it, where you are?
2: Isn't that why wall. they got rid of that hill in Houston? Yeah. Because, right, that, that's I mean, a, it's just dumb. It's dangerous. Yeah, Robert, yeah, that, man, that, it that should hill, not be
1: a brick wall. That hill, Tal's Hill in Houston, and and things like the brick wall and, is like. It is a vestige of of an earlier time. You know, in the in the first days of Fenway Park, there was a hill leading up to the monster, so they called it Duffy's Hill, and like you had to the left fielder had to know, oh, here comes that four step incline I have to take before I go up against the monster. Well, right,
3: but but you can have you know a a time portal to a different era with you know a, a manual scoreboard. You don't have to have it be a brick wall that people run into. They didn't used to wear helmets in hockey either. It's like, well, you know. And it was a better game. <laughs> you know, we should really honor our history and tradition. And just, uh, we, should, we should take off uh, all panic. What do you think? That'd be kind of cool. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> he, he
2: makes the catch, Danny, and you go. Oh, awesome catch. And you're like, oh, he hit the wall. And you're like, oh, he's fine. And you're like, oh, no, he might not be fine. Right. And then he was fine, yeah, I think.
1: Re- that reaction was something, man. It was what, like a solid second and a half, and then he falls. And it's like, yeah. oh, no, is there a consciousness issue? the What is there? But no, he just realized, Did he jam oh, a shoulder? Yeah. Like, did he hurt his wrist? And, like, all of that stuff was in play last night. He, he clearly was just full-on effort, and then, all right, I made the catch. Oh wait a minute! That
3: hurt <laughs> that like really hell. Oh, oh,
1: that's unfortunate.
3: But I like the idea of oh, you just gotta know where you are. Yeah, but like, what if you make a mistake? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the mistake He's, for like oh, I didn't know where I was on the field. should it be collision with a brick wall. He really is. What's your,
1: he really is a marvel, man. It's like watching Bo Jackson. It's like it's watching a special athlete of that ilk. Like even the double that he hit, he could have had a triple. I know it was down in the left field corner. And very few people would even bother to try. He was, I mean, I was sitting on that side and he was going at like 60% running because they've told him to be careful with all the soft tissue stuff. Yeah. So he goes like strolling into second on that. Then there's a, there's a singles, a short single that he pulls up to third. He could have scored on that if he wanted to, but he didn't bother. And then it started getting real. Did you see that when he's on third base, he started like jaking and faking towards home a little bit. It's like, "Oh yeah, now he could unleash the speed." And he didn't have to, but it's just like watching him. That that guy at 40 or 50% is a better athlete than most of the people we've ever met in our lives. You yes. Know? Yes. It's just I, ridiculous. Yeah, can,
3: can confirm yes. that any version of Luis Robert yes. is a better athlete. <laughs> than the people that I have met in my life, yeah, absolutely.
0: But at forty percent, I know it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. His
2: cruising speed is just—that's the thing. It's awesome, and like you know that if that's a game in October that's played. That double, he at least is making making you get to the ball in a hurry. Correct. And
1: get it to third. Correct. And the kind of pressure he could put on you with that speed is going to turn into errors or turn into bases. And uh, and 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 I understand he's doing a good job of doing what he's told and and hanging back and trying not to get hurt. But man,
2: For wanna... Danny, how do you feel about the basket
3: uh, at I Wrigley? Mean, yeah, it's it doesn't injure anybody. So like, if that's like a thing of nostalgia, you know, it, it's obviously harder harder slash impossible to rob a home run. So that takes away that exciting play. But you know. I like the tradition of Wrigley Field. Like, there's people like, oh, they should make the Cubs take out the Ivy and install padding. Well, I mean, I, I, I'd be bummed if they lost the Ivy. The Ivy's a cool quirk. Like, the only inconvenience the Ivy ever provides is sometimes there's like a ground rule double where the ball gets stuck in the Ivy and it disappears, you know? Like, well, half,
2: there, there was a ball in the Ivy yesterday, and I, I, and was, I kept thinking, I, yeah, and I was thinking about the ground rule. Could he have put his hands up? or do, because you can see it, That's what it you is. have to pull it out of there
3: yeah it well so it would have been it would have been umpire discretion and since it was visible he made the right decision to just go ahead and do it like if the ball disappears throw your hands up but cuz if they, if he would have thrown his hands up and the ball was visible to the umpire on the infield they mm-hmm. could have just said play on and then you keep, keep running. running, and then you keep running and it's an inside the park homer so yeah hat hat made the right call there but yeah just i don't know Someone's got to be able to figure out how to have ivy and a padded wall, right? Like, a prerequisite of ivy isn't brick.
2: So we should be... <sighs> Wouldn't you think? Would the ivy grow... If you put padding on the wall in the winter, would the ivy grow around
1: it? <laughs> I don't know the
3: answer to this question.
2: I, yeah, I, I, I don't either. We, let's get a Kiermaier on. Either
1: Kevin, the outfielder, or his brother Dan, the groundskeeper. Actually, Dan would be a better call for this one, now that I think about it. Roger <laughs> Bozar. He could probably answer it, too. But... The the ivy is like it's connected to the wall. It's there all year long. Like
3: Big is true. Yeah, yes, like yes, you can't
1: is. you can't disconnect it from the wall and then replant it to padding. I don't think that's how it
2: works. Well, I'm, so you are saying I, if the brick IV wall you,
3: goes, ivy goes, and there is no way to get it back. I I, I don't believe that's be true. Really? Well,
2: I don't say you replace the wall. I am just saying put padding on it on right. top of the ivy
3: or between. You guys are
2: talking about between the ivy between and the, the ivy and the brick yes. wall. I am up- wondering <laughs> does the does the ivy then grow up? And over, because plants are like that sometimes. You know,
3: any anytime <laughs> i be like that.
1: Anytime I, I
2: understand what you're saying, like anytime I've been near ivy, either the stuff
1: at Wrigley down there on the field or elsewhere, like I don't know, on another wall or on a house, it sticks itself to the the wall, and then it's connect. We need a horticulturist. Can we get a horticulturist? <laughs>
3: Thank you for adding that S the second it. time. I appreciated you that. That it. was natural. Uh, we need a horticulture.
2: <laughs> can lead yes. a horse to water. <laughs> I feel like Shane's probably got one of those like in his Rolodex. I'm sure that'll happen. feels yeah. yeah. like, he is one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he will be an ordained horticulturist by 3.30 if we need to. He can do that online these
2: days. Ordained
3: horticulturist. You're on the score. <laughs>
2: black. Hello, Black. Black Don't physicist. know where you're calling from, but you're on the air, Black. <laughs>
3: Lawrence, I wanted to ask you. I saw your guest list today; uh, very Bears heavy. Love that. Don't think we're gonna have a ton of football time on our show this afternoon. Did you feel? Did you come out of the show feeling better about the Bears draft, worse about the Bears draft, or
2: unchanged? I'm unchanged, but I, I thought the the Durkin stuff was really good, as it usually is. Like him breaking down each one of the top three players in such detail it made a lot of sense and what what i keep thinking about is something that leisure wrote like he kept re- referring to what the bears problem is as roster repair and he couldn't be more spot on that the whole roster takes a, a, it's going to take a lot of change to make that thing better but i'm still in this place of which way do you evaluate Justin Fields and would it have been better to give him lesser versions of offensive talent just to say you're doing it versus making the entire team better and then that by proxy making him better. I I'm unchanged and still unsure. Okay. But I think that's okay. Yeah. I think it's I think it's all right to to keep kind of letting it mill around my mind cuz my first reaction as I was watching other people's reaction during the draft was I didn't think it was that bad. Like that was kind of my like this seems like a solid draft, but I did understand folks going, uh, eh, you didn't get any offensive help really. So I'm like, I, I'm trying to take in all of that information and come up with a conclusion. The conclusion is meh right
3: now. I <laughs> okay. Guess. All right. That and asked an answer. That that makes there's no there's no wrong answer right now, is the thing. We all have our beliefs, whether it's letting it play out or Frustration or love I, I, and optimism, or yeah. however to characterize
1: <laughs> love and <laughs> optimism. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with the idea that they can enable Justin Fields through coaching and scheme and protection, they can make him comfortable and he can develop and evolve as sort of a reinitiation to NFL life without the idiotic narcissism of Matt Nagy and, and that system. So, like, re rookie, yep. I think there's going to be some re-rookieing that's going on this year, and I think you will see a better Justin Fields as he sheds some of the garbage from last year. So that, that's- so Danny,
2: mm-hmm. Danny, I went into I was I was on Instagram and I was looking at the, the Bears Instagram feed, and they had put something up about the draft picks, and there were there were Bears fans are like, you guys didn't help Justin Fields, and then there there are people like, they got a whole bunch of offensive linemen, bro. I hate I'm that like, argument. I mean, those guys are probably not gonna even make the active roster. I, if if one of them makes the active roster, that's pretty good. Yeah,
3: they're they're lottery tickets. Yeah, I
2: I, I I I wouldn't bet on any of them being Charles Leno like that. That that doesn't happen very often. Where guys late in the draft end up being starters for a decade, it happens, but it doesn't happen very often. So. When I saw people kind of defending it, like, no, they they totally took care of Fields by drafting offensive linemen. When we're talking about sixth and seventh round dudes, I, I, I think that is wishful thinking on the part of the fans if they think that they, they got something that will help Fields immediately.
1: Maybe one of them or two of them will be active roster pieces, and we'll see. But they obviously invested some with Lucas Patrick. They tried to invest more with Ryan Bates, and I think that they will invest more um, between now now and camp. I mean, they've signed free agents in this period as a franchise before, yep. and they will do so again, and there's going to be more cuts that, that'll be taking place. There'll be a second wave and a third wave. So, I, I you know, I, and, and it is also very possible... That they like some of that they like Boreham, that they like Jenkins. Maybe at right and left instead of left and right, but they believe that at least one of them is viable NFL tackle.
3: And, and I also think it's reasonable. Like, as I'm with you, Lawrence. I think that those are lottery picks, uh, lottery tickets, and you cannot say, "Well, oh, they addressed it." Like a uh, second round pick is not the same as a sixth round pick, obviously, in terms of investment. But I do think it's reasonable to say Ryan Poles is a former offensive lineman who has had success drafting linemen who have started immediately in both like just last year for the Chiefs right Creed Humphrey in the second round and Trey Smith in the sixth round those guys were starters for the Chiefs this past year so it's it is possible that Ryan Poles is uniquely qualified to scout offensive lineman later in drafts it's possible that that is a skill of his but obviously time will tell on that one
2: yeah we'll see I I also think that they they he has a coach that we know and a quarterback that we know that can make all of the pieces better so even if they do end up and do they start the season starting I can't remember
3: um I believe Creed Humphrey did uh and Trey Smith is the. I, I don't know. But I remember that was coming off of the Super Bowl two years ago where. Which was, was where
2: he ran for 508 yards yeah. behind the line of scrimmage. Right,
3: exactly. Is, so, is it
2: wrong
1: that I think of Creed Bratton every time you say Creed Humphrey? Is that wrong?
3: Well, it's wrong in that it's not who I'm talking about. It's not about. who you're
1: talking about.
3: Yeah, so but, in that sense, it's wrong. But Creed Bratton I think makes of, me
1: with smile. Arms
2: wide open.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, there you go. I think of Apollo. Apollo Creed, but no Creed Bratton from The Office. So yeah, I'm not an Office guy. Oh, what do you?
3: Doing? Wait, you're not
1: an Office guy? Who That's are surprising you? to me. Did you push against it? No, you I didn't it was- push.
3: You know, I didn't push against it. It was, um, I missed a, an era and a run of comedy on network TV because I had such an HBO bias. Where I watch like everything on HBO, Showtime, and then you know, like breaking bad AMC, but I was like, ah, it's on basic cable. It can't be good. I see. So you're an latest. So Thirty Rock, Arrested Development, wow. uh, The Office, like shows I I missed all of those shows. Wow. Yeah. I know, I was wrong. Yeah, you were. I was wrong. Yeah. But I've you know seen know basically know everything now? HBO's ever done. So, you know.
2: Okay. Abbott Elementary's pretty good. Is it good? I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah. It's mm. a pretty good show. All right. Yeah, good and talk. and I like a, a American Auto. I think it's pretty funny too. I mean, obviously they were they clearly like took style from The Office. Some good performances on there. It's a sex comedy. <laughs> there, there's, there's that too. There's that too.
3: Jason Benetti on the show at three. John Morosi at four. And for score stories today, Lawrence Holmes, <laughs> Fred Hubner.
2: Freddie Umbro is going to be on the show. Fred
3: that's F-A- the
1: show, Huchner, today. Man, that's going to be fun. That's a good, kind, sweet man. There,
2: talented the f- too. He's got the. You, you should have him and Tanny talk beers with you. That's a man that knows his beers.
3: Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So, looking forward to catching up with Freddie and uh, tons of Cubs and Sox on the show as well, Lawrence.
2: All right, boys, I will. Well, wait, I won't talk to you. Well, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow because I don't think there's going to be baseball. Yeah, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow. Danny's busy. We'll tell people why. I'm off. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm off again. But just for a day,
2: hopefully. (laughs) It's all right. It's all good. You got the days? (laughs) Snippity Jones. Yeah, that's right. Snippity Jones and his bag of peas. That's right. That's right.
1: Today, in fact, is a whole day of sectibration we're having right here (laughs) on the score.
3: I'm very excited. I can't wait to see who you guys booked this as a surprise.
1: No, Nothing but celebrities who've had vasectomies. Top to bottom on the show. it will
3: be my first question to Fred Hubner. Celebration! <laughs> see you, Lawrence. All right, guys. See ya. Tanny's open. Parkinson's the Spiegel and score.
0: Let's go out to uh, Black. I don't know where you're from, Black, but you're on the air. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?